finally a good episode. Yeah, this one was definitely entertaining. Yeah. Lots of lots of kind of callbacks to kind of the Clone Wars feel of uh, storytelling and and some good action. And, Do you know what I found particularly yeah. interesting about this episode of The Bad Batch? What? The Bad Batch isn't in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically... No, you can't, A no. member of the... A former member of a the Bad A former Batch member? Is. Sure. Well, yeah, former member. Well, I can't waltz into McDonald's and start making my own food. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I think being a member of the Bad Batch is a little different than being a member of or employee of McDonald's. Yeah, you're a lifer. Yeah, once once a Bad Batcher, always a Bad Batcher. Yeah. Um. Hello and welcome to the Movie to Men the Podcast. B, no, I almost cut you off there. The B team. <laughs> well, that would have been the very first time that's ever happened that one of us has cut the other one off. Not us. No. 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 Not no. Us. That's Carl. This is Brady. Oh, I tried to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So listen, I, I compared to the last two episodes, I adore this one. Yeah, had, this, this one should have been the lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This should have been the lead. Yeah, so this one would have been really great as an opener, it, like setting the stage for, as we talked about last last uh, last episode, that that pretty much that only question the Bad Batch is here to answer: What happened to the clones? What this happened does to the a clones? Great job of continuing that. What's going on with the Empire? Yeah. Is there any like what the the remnants of the Separatists? Like, what's you know? Are there any battle droids still turned on and activated? The answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got a real kick out of seeing the battle droids. I thought that was a yeah. lot of fun, and was like, "Oh, cool!" Like, man, it's like a it's like a touch of home there. Yeah, the Very, the, the clankers. Yeah, like like I said, it, it it feels very reminiscent to a Clone Wars style episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get to see a uh, a cameo of sorts in Cody. Uh, yeah, so okay, so let's 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 talk about Cody here. Um Cody who you know has not he's, removed his chip. And no. we know that he's impacted. We see we see we didn't even need to like you don't need to watch the clone wars. We see the effects of Order 66 on Cody because in Revenge of the Sith, he's the one that turns on Obi-Wan. Like guns yeah, Obi-Wan down. He is Obi-Wan's clone general. Yeah. He's Obi-Wan's direct report. Yeah. So he's the one, he's the one that that you know turns on Obi-Wan and and shoots him off the cliff. Now does a shit job of killing him. Um yeah. <clears throat> You well, know. he wasn't. He wasn't the one aiming. The no, but he's turret, he's so like it's not his fault. He points and he says, you know, blast him, blast him out of the sky or whatever, you know, whatever he says. Yeah. Um, yeah so Order sixty six, Cody, Cody was not was not an exception. Um, but as this episode sort of alludes to, more and more clones 
seem to be like the effects of Order 66 are kind of wearing off on them. They're all sort of starting to kind of think for themselves a little bit here and are starting to question what's going on and, and are starting to question this new empire and their obedience is a little janky for the, for the empire's liking. Um, and not only do we see Cody really like deep in thought, right? Like it's one of those scenes and it's, it feels so weird to say about a cartoon, but like so much is said without saying it just in his facial expression. Yeah. When that, when that person, when the separatist gets gunned down, right? Cody's yeah. laid down his rifle He's made a promise talking to this person, treating them like a, like a human and, uh, another clone guns them down in cold blood. And you can, you can almost see Cody's heartbreak in that moment. Um, and then Cody goes AWOL. Now, yeah. in the last episode, you talked about what you thought overarching plots and stories for the season are going to be. Um, I didn't, I don't necessarily disagree with any of them that you said. I would like to submit Cody as a front runner for where the story is going in season two. Like, you think he's got a big role to play? Oh, I think he, I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope that Cody is going to stir the pot and cause all kinds of shit mm. for the empire. And I hope that that would be cool. He's instrumental. I hope like, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but I hope that ultimately when the question is asked, why does the empire, why are the stormtroopers not clones? I hope the answer, a big part of that answer, is Commander Cody. I hope because of whatever he does, starts you know rallying them all up. And I didn't, I didn't think about that really. I mean, I know that uh, Dave Filoni has in in I read I read an article where Dave Filoni, and this is this is an article more pertaining to the, um rebels tv show than this but in that show three clones turn up i won't spoil what clones but three clones turn up and feloni said he originally wanted there to be four or five clones and apparently cody was one of those clones so feloni's got a soft spot for cody as a character and there, yeah, that that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think that through as, uh, but you sit uh, too thoroughly. But you saying that kind of like, with that kind of thought, that that kind of knowledge of what Filoni has said in the past, that that's yeah. Seeing, I thought I've I thought with the ending of this, it's like, oh, Cody's gone. Okay, that's the end of the story. Oh no, but, I think it's the beginning man, of the story. Yeah, that'd be cool if he had more to play, and he kind of somehow connects up with the Bad Batch, or yeah. or has another has a Crosshair has another run in with him at some point, mm-hmm. or maybe Crosshair becomes part of a 
a unit that has to hunt down rogue clones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Cody, be cool. Cody was was written into the first draft, sort of the first treatment of the Obi Wan series. Yes. Right. So there was like, yeah. it, he's he, he doesn't end up making an appearance, um, but in the in the first sort of treatment for the Obi-Wan series, Obi-Wan and Cody like reconnect and they're like secret buddies. And when Obi-Wan leaves Tatooine to go chasing after Leia, um, he leaves Cody in charge. He was going, yeah, Yeah. he was going to leave Cody in charge of of Luke. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of watch over Luke. So yeah, there's definitely, I, Star Wars is not done with Cody. I don't think, and I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, he's, he's definitely an interesting clone. Cause he's a little bit more, um, I, 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 even without the chip, I feel like he would have kind of done what, uh, what, uh, crosshairs did and, and just follow orders. Right. But he's now he's, he's kind of beating crosshair to what I assume is going to be crosshairs eventual journey he's beating him to the punch and in, in uh abandoning the empire well even cross yeah so it's like i mean crosshair seems super uncontent <laughs> like even oh, cross yeah. even crosshair in this is a little like <clears throat> not well he's all alone no the clone other clones don't respect the bad batch yeah. because the bad batch is a bunch of misfits and they're not like normal clones. And before he had his brothers in the Bad Batch, and now he is all alone. And like the hu- the human recruits don't like him. Yeah. The other clones don't like him. I like, don't they think get he's up when he sits down at the table. I don't think he's necessarily having a change of heart. Like I don't think he's thinking that like oh what the Empire is, is doing is bad, but I do think he's like realizing that the empire is maybe it's a dead end job. There's no ladder to climb for him and he's always going to be someone subordinate and he's never going to be given the command that he wants. And so I wonder if he will for a while continue to be a villain, um, but will do so sort of as a free agent for a while. Um, because he's just no longer like, I wonder if he'll still be an obstacle. He'll still be a pain in our ass. Um, but if he'll kind of break free, like if the empire will be after him as well, because he'll, he himself will go AWOL on account of, you know, being fed up with, I think he's being pushed around. He's got to go one of two ways. He's either going to, kind of follow in the footsteps of Cody or he's going to die on that hill. You know what I mean? Like he's made his decision. He wants, he wants, he obviously wants a command because he kind of alludes to it a little bit here when he, before he gets assigned to Cody. Um, but he's never, yeah, like you said, he's probably never going to get it, especially that clones are getting phased out. Yeah. I think he's, so he's either going to re- redeem himself by following the footsteps of Cody and abandoning the empire, or he's just going to put his head down and follow orders because that's what good soldiers do. As he says, 
and he's just gonna he's gonna die on that hill and, and it's gonna be as I, I can I can picture it in my mind it will be hunter doing the deed of of ending him and this kind of like sad somber moment like if you don't kill me i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep gunning for you and kind of kind of giving him absolutely no choice that and hunter will have to to end his life that would be cool that would be cool because yes it's a cartoon but like there were a lot of times where in clone wars i was like geez this is a kid show like there were a lot of times where the somber and even violent like the yeah whole, the villains just cut people down like yeah the uh like there's a the, one of the worst in terms of like what you're talking about story arcs in clone wars was the war arc on that uh, uh it was kind of like a swampy gassy planet full of fog with the the four-armed jedi with the big oh yeah 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 the he um, absolutely he like he pits he pits two clone forces against each other, getting the, because he hates clones. Yeah, he's a Jedi that hates clones. He's kind of very much gone down the dark side. Yeah, and he ends up just like murdering so many clones. He just cuts through them by his own hand and by just like manipulation. Yeah, and that was a really dark storyline. <laughs> oh, it was so dark. Yeah. So I, I, all that is to say, I don't think that what were hypothesizing about what could happen to crosshair i don't think that's off the table i think i think they could make hunter have to kill him um and it wouldn't be like because yeah it falls in this weird gray area where it's like pretty much kid friendly and not really geared towards adults but like just kind of lives in its own space yeah pardon the pun Clone Wars and Bad Batch by association. Um, don't don't treat the their audience like they're dummies. Um, dummies like uh, really toddler children, right? Right. Like, it's kind of like Avatar: The Last Airbender. If you've watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, there's lots of shows that are goofy and fun, and you could show your three, four, five year old and they would think it's goofy and fun. Yeah. But there are a lot of episodes that are dark and deal with complicated and complex and, and dirty, messy social and economic and war issues. And yeah, it's, and that's kind of like that, not treating your audience like they're stupid. Well, and I mean, Star Wars, this, this happens in the real world. We're going to, we're going to, these are, these, if we're going to create these characters and make them seem real, then they have to have real situations yeah. that that happen to them. And we Star Wars has always kind of been like that, right? Like people often there's this sort of generalization. People talk about the prequels as the Star Wars movies that were made for kids, right? That they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're much more, especially the prequels, right? Especially the prequels. I'm sorry, but there's like my kids are going to have to be of a certain age before they can watch the last 40 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. Have you seen Revenge of the Sith? Holy. (laughs) 
on fi- like, flesh peeling the off of his goes face. From bright and cheery to black. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's rough. Um, so talking about the phasing out of the clones, I have a bad feeling about this. Um, here's the thing. One of the things that I said, a question that I really want answered, something something that I want to see an explanation for, is why the clone trooper outfits don't look like the stormtrooper outfits. What is the change? What is the causality there? And I don't think we're really going to get it. And the reason I say that is because we n- we're now finding many of the troopers in these like weird in between stage yeah. where the body there was armor a bit of that in the first season yeah too, if the, I'm not the body armor's changed a little bit kind of not really the helmets have changed drastically the helmets have changed drastically but they're still not quite there like the eyes are still the like the the visor is still clone trooper yeah, but, but they've but gone, the, gone more bug eye than slits. Yeah, and the base of it has got those, I don't know what they, like if they're like filters or what they are, but it's got like those cylindrical thing, cheekbones, essentially, <laughs> jaw, yeah. jawline. Um, yeah. Sort of more, less of yeah, a sleek. Weird in between. Less of a sleek, like, so here's the thing, because if, if, you, if you think about it, the... The clone trooper helmets are very Mandalorian helmet esque. Yeah, but even uh, just quick, quick throw a caveat in here. Even the trooper helmets change. Like from Star Wars Episode One to Episode Two, the helmets do change. Like there was kind of an advancement in technology and or whatever, if you want to call it that. Well, there are no well, clones in Episode One, but pardon? There are no clones in Star Wars Episode One. Oh, sorry. From two to three. Two to three. Yeah. yeah there's a little evolution. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, anyway, and and we see some of that in Clone Wars too. So but, yeah, I think they're just gonna kind of keep slowly changing them until yeah. one day, without explanation, we just have stormtroopers, and that will piss yeah. me off because there's yeah that there, feels like sweeping it. That feels like okay. We have this continuity thing where we need to get from A to B and let's kind of do it discreetly and sweep it under the rug and not talk about it where I think that's a shame because I think like there's an opportunity there to to lay out a really cool piece of canon to be like yeah. this is why this this was the change that they these mm. were actually the helmets of a specific clone force like a, a specific clone troop um and for whatever reason they became the predominant whatever or like you know whatever whatever it is that because the humans that we were recruiting were not genetically engineered like the clones were. And so they needed slightly more advanced helmets. They needed different helmets for what, like whatever, right? Like they'd come up with something better than that. But 
it just seems like we're I'm not going to get that explanation. It's just going to be like, ah, you know, they changed. Yeah, we changed. Yeah. Well, I think I think Bad Batch deals on is going to look at more like a personal individual storyline than than those kind of big questions. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to kind of see it happen in the background. This this is actually a great episode that kind of shows uh, with shows it without saying it, like without explaining it, they show it because episode two in the Clone Wars, when we see the clones, they're all wearing the exact same armor. Yes, and it's all shiny white. Yeah, there's no, there's really no ranks at that point. I don't think like they're all there, just there are ranks. There are ranks. Are they? Yeah. Okay. The yeah, only you're right. Real difference, I think, is in like the only colorations we see. I think. And I could be mistaken here is I think the pilots have different style helmets and there, there might be some yellow on them. Right. In episode two, they've almost got episode more like three. tie fighter esque helmets kind of, but not, not like yeah. they don't look like tie fighter helmets, but they, they've got that They're a little bulkier pilot esque. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, episode three and then throughout the clone wars, we start to see individuality in in armor and throughout the ranks and a lot of so a lot of clone forces will have start coloring their armors in different ways usually in a similar fashion so like everybody in this and this force has like blue on their armor because we're our our jedi general is this blue twi'lek lady so we've got blue on our on our armor to kind of represent this is who our leader is oh the ahsoka helmets were so cool a great example of this in episode three he's got this yellow armor and he's got like these things coming off his shoulders and no other clone looks like him no so he's like modified his armor yeah we come to this episode we he's still got his modified armor but now it's just white and gray like everybody else yeah so it's kind of like the empire the clones started out as this kind of faceless no identity army they start interacting with the real world they start growing their own identities and they start showing those unique identities in their armor and their personalities and stuff through through it and then the empire steps in it's like no uniformity no you have to be like everybody else because you're a soldier which (laughs) i think I think it then it's kind of interesting that the empire veered away from clones. And I think, I mean, obviously fundamentally, like at the end of the day, at the absolute end of the day, the answer to the question, why did they stop using clones is because in the mid seventies, when George Lucas made star Wars, he had no idea that clone troopers were like, that's why. Yeah. Is because that's, that's he, probably the real world reason. It's the it's the absolute reason why yeah. that the, change the has to happen. The canon reason. But the, the canon, canon reason, reason is simply Tarkin doesn't like clones. Yeah, and it's so, but it's just so interesting Tarkin's because in charge of the, the military. The real world like the parallels have been drawn in the real world between the Empire and the Third Reich, right? Like the Nazi regimen yeah. thing. And so it it just surprises me to an extent that canonically the empire veered away from from essentially 
eugenics, right? The ability to, like, we don't want individuality in our troops. We want everyone to look the same. We don't want critical thinkers, right? Like, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, let the clones that they had that were, you know, they're all aging rapidly. Like, their clocks are all ticking. These these aren't, they're not going to live big, long lives. Um, why they didn't let those ones kind of die out and then order new clones that were, like, engineered further or had different chips put in that were, like, you know, basically more accurate, smarter versions of, of droids that they were right. not, essentially not able to question orders, that they they were... Like human droids. Human droids, yeah. yeah. So They can I, think for themselves in the moment, but when they're told to do something, they do exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, essentially, ultimately, it's an interesting question canonically, but, like, the the, the at the end of the day, the answer is... Well, because when we cast Star Wars Episode Four, we just we just had a bunch of people play stormtroopers, which I I feel like they still could have gotten away with because all of their voices yeah. are very well, similar, and you never ever ever yeah. do you see a stormtrooper with its helmet off. Uh, and technically, I mean, technically in canon current canon and in legends the like the very first stormtroopers you see in a new hope technically those are clones the only clone force to survive the empire was um the 501st legion which is which was anakin skywalkers and then darth vader's right. personal ar- his army so when they board Organa's ship the, the 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 very same uh, clones that stormed the Jedi Temple are the same clones that were on Leia's ship. Right. Some twenty years later. Yeah. So they're all old and janky at that point because. <laughs> yeah, that's why they. That's why they're missing their shots. No, they're missing. Or you their, can go no, with that fan only, theory that they well, were purposely they missing. Have to have been. They have to have been. Because only Imperial troopers are that precise. That's that's it's it's canon, man. They're they're, they're good shots. They are they stormtroopers are excellent shots, and so something's up. Something's well, got to be up. Well, that opening foray, they are extremely good shots. They tear mm-hmm. apart those rebels on that ship in that opening scene pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. So something happens, man. Something happens. That's a question I want some- answered order or whatever that's that's a question in a world where in a world where they they felt the need to give us midi-chlorians i it's about damn time that we get answers to some of the questions we actually have yeah which is uh can an answer that they purposely were missing their shots yeah yeah star when they're trying to kill exactly it's because darth jar jar was um anyways doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, okay, ultimate question for you, though. Was this episode a winner or a fail for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the whole the whole battle sequence that happens in the middle, uh, you know, the kind of outnumbered uh, clones fighting droids. Oh, like, you get those um, 
reminiscent vibes, you know, the, um, member berries <laughs> without them being, you know, uh, direct callback member berries, which right. are always kind of annoying sometimes, you know? Um, so that was awesome. Commander Cody coming back and seeing his kind of character progression after following orders like a good soldier and regretting it. And just kind of that whole, like that, uh, what I can only assume is a, the way they kind of talk in front of it and look at it is that memorial for dead clones. Like, right. Yeah. The conversation that he has with, um, crosshairs there. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Was it a win or a lose for you? It was a total win. Yeah. This, this, this episode should have been episode one of this season. Agreed. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched this yet, uh, this show yet, and you're going to watch episode three, then go back, watch episode one and two, and then watch the rest. Yeah. This is, this is the movie man, bad batch season two chainsaw order. You've heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's just so good. It's just such a good episode. And I feel like it sets up so much and it makes things, it just makes things much more interesting moving forward. Like the first two episodes would have been way more interesting as second and third. If this was first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we we see that general what's his face again at the end of this one telling crosshairs that Cody has abandoned his post, and then we see him at the end of the second episode killing the clone. Like that killing the clone would have been way more impactful had this episode been first. I think. Yeah, 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 and and again, quite interesting that uh, the best episode. The best episode so far of season two of the Bad Batch uh, doesn't have the Bad Batch in it. It's, um, <laughs> it's got a member. It's a... got a former member. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it counts. Former member. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and our merch store. All listed down below. We have merch. We have merch. It's very cool merch. Some of it, yeah. Some of it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of it, oh boy. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, tune in next week. We're going to talk about some more news. Um, very likely we'll probably double up on Bad Batch episodes again in our attempt to to get caught up um, to, where, to where we need to be. Uh, yep. But yeah. Lots of good stuff coming, and um, keep keep your eyes peeled to find out uh, whether or not Carl's going to get his wish and Pete and I review The Last Action Hero. I think it's going to happen either I've way. never seen it, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I, I will I will let the, the cat out of the bag, because I already kind of did, but I, it is definitely my favorite Arnold action flick. Really? Yeah. 
Ooh, interesting. That that doesn't necessarily mean anything to me because your taste in those types of movies aren't the same as my taste. And so it could, like, that's not necessarily like, ooh, okay, well, I'm going to love it then. But it does intrigue me. Yeah. I gave, I, Pete's got my copy right now. A few months ago, I gave him a number of, oops, excuse me, sorry. My phone started ringing. I had to stop it. I gave him a number of my uh, Arnold movies for him to peruse. He asked. He asked for one, and I gave him like ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. You know he's not going to watch any of them, right? Yeah. Well, eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you hold on to that dream. You let me know how it works. 